on this episode of the walk on we're talking nba nfl and nhl and what they need to improve with randy gartner comedian and nfl fan therapy star plus we have the professional gambler week three picks and now from the bushwick betting bunker welcome to the walk on with joel walkowski it's a more homeopathic route to arch support. Wow. Wow. If, if everyone tuning in, uh, we're talking about Birkenstocks and how <laughs> and how how great they are on the Props Network uh, with the walk-on with Joel Wokowski. It's weird. You, you say black people need to start wearing Birkenstocks. I yes. feel like they started around the midpoint of 2018, like Courtney, Ethan, all the U.S. karate team. A lot of people are embracing the Burks. I did not. I did not know this. I, I. I. I need to. I need to look at my lists and say why. Why I haven't been on this group chat <laughs> that uh, you know everyone's doing. But whatever. You can wear them. In like I was on them before anyone. My mom. She. I had a size 15 foot as yeah. a 10 year old, which is disgusting. <laughs> like <laughs> even having it as someone who's six foot three in my yeah. mid 30s, it's pretty gross. Yeah. But like as a 10 year old. Yikes! Yeah, you can't. There's no. You're tripping all over this everywhere. Yeah, well, they did have acid in the drinking water, but it was mm. a two-way street. But <laughs> no, my mom said the one thing we're gonna do for you, where I'm always gonna take care of your feet, Joel. Oh. So I was in Birkenstocks yeah. as a ten-year-old boy. Up, I've watched them become popular. But back in the day, I was the only one. So I would see someone else in Birkenstocks, and I would go, "Burke boys, Burke boys." Never got a positive response. No, probably not. Probably <laughs> be like, what? And they probably tried to beat you up, but you had ten feet shoes, so you know you're you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. No one messes with a guy in Burgess. You didn't approach that dude in Central Park, did you? No, I just clapped. So <laughs> that's it. You clapped at him, clapping cheeks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so how you doing, Joel? How did you watch that Lakers game, right? Uh, well, I didn't watch. I listened. Okay. You know what? I I needed to take a little me time. I've watched basically NBA every night. Yeah. So I put on the first half of that game. I had a nice sauna. Ooh. Okay. So I was like, the nugget, the Nuggets are gonna be sweating. I'm gonna be sweating. <laughs> and how long can you stay in a sauna? Most time I feel like it's too much, and you get a little pruny, and then I'm, and then I, need, I have I have some water. I need I need something. Oh, you bring the water in, you know. I got really. I got Yeah, I have a gallon with me at the sauna at all times. But how do you pee? You, do you pee in the sauna? No, it's attached to a bathroom. If I need to pee, I'll go out. Or if if I'm alone, maybe just pee on the coals. Then we. Hey. That's a real two birds with one stone scenario. That is really good, and it probably smells very therapeutic. You know? Yeah, but if I'm hydrating, like you know, it's it's clean. Oh, yeah. Well, that that is true. You're breathing in your own vapors. I like that. Yeah, I'm, it's basically the closest I can become to an astronaut. <laughs> I'm in a, I'm in a self-contained environment, absorbing my own fluids. That's the job, right? Put, yeah. Put on a diaper, drive to Florida. I'm I'm the entire way there. I can do it. Take it, Matt Damon. See, you can do you can do the be the next Matt Damon right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm losing weight, so I'm getting my butt chin back. Hey, that's good. Yeah, people like that. People like and you get to touch it a lot, so that's not during COVID times. <laughs> yeah, it was all it was off limits for a little bit. Yeah, 2020 is the butt chins lament. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, everyone's got a time. Birkenstocks, butt chins. What can you do? Yeah, but you know, it is a it's a sad day today. It is a pretty. It's a it's just one thing after the other. You know? Yeah, and like let's walk through the morning. You wake up and. 
probably the two of the greatest Chicago legends in my book. Yeah. Both pass away. Yeah. We're talking. Let's talk Gale Sayers oh. first. Oh, the comet. Mm-mm-mm. The Kansas coming. Like when you're growing up, like I, I went to Canton, Ohio to visit the football. Hall oh, of Fame. yeah. I read all the books yeah. on NFL history. Mm-hmm. And in terms of like modern running backs that matter, it's really Jim Brown and Gale Sayers. Yeah. That man. <laughs> I mean, this guy. He looked like a linebacker most of the time. He's just a linebacker, and I just feel ev- bad for everyone that tried to tackle that man. There's just not, it's not happening. And he, maybe that's because he wore number 40. Not good for branding, Gail. You yeah. would have so- sold a lot more of those <laughs> long sleeve jerseys if you had a 22 in there. He's like, nope, 40. Because I'm a linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> and like, dude, watching the Gail Sayers highlights today, I mm-hmm. went back, I watched all the of the six touchdowns in, in the six touchdown games. Like, He's the only from the one from that era yeah. who has like modern NFL highlights. Yeah. Yeah. He's making like uh, he made a cut during he's a catching. Punt. He's catching the ball. Yeah, he's he's playing like Roger Craig. He's returning punts. I saw him do a cut that only Alvin Kamara could pull off in a modern NFL game. Yeah. Man, I it's he's just incredible. And uh, my favorite thing is how he held the ball. Like this man has he must have the the hands of a bear. Because, well, he did play on the Chicago Bears. Yeah, so. it was technically the hands of a bear. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy, he, ju- he just, held it, just held it out. Just, it, was, it was beautiful. It was just a beautiful thing. Wasn't coached up. Didn't have very much team success. But, like, he was in, like, growing up, I was the biggest Barry Sanders fan. Yeah. He's the spiritual equivalent of Barry Sanders. Like, our dads talk about Gail the way we're, we talk about and will continue to talk about Barry. Yeah. Like yeah. you just reach a certain level of greatness that's you can do it in basketball. Okay. You can't really do it in baseball unless you're a starting pitcher and it's extremely rare in football. Mm-hmm. Gail was one of the few to ever hit that level. Yeah. Upsetting, but hey, yeah. he had a good line. And like, how much was his legend helped by, you know, the movie? Oh, the, the song, the Brian, Brian song, my song. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite song. <laughs> Your favorite song <laughs> is um, Brian Piccolo Dies of Cancer? Uh, that is, I mean, it, it, the remix is really good. but uh, <laughs> it, The remix would imply he lives, right? <laughs> yeah. He lives and he gets the cover of Madden. <laughs> but so sad. And then, oh. And then, and, but uh, still, for a white running back, Brian Piccolo still had a better outcome than Peyton Hillis. That's true. <laughs> Man, I hate that guy. <laughs> Just straight up hate that guy. Why do you hate Peyton Hillis? Well, he, he he's run, an Ohio native. He, he played runs, with br- He ran for like a thousand yards once and then turned into Madonna. Just straight up, I need this. I I'm I'm the future back. Of, I'm the future of the Browns. No, you're not, man. Yeah, no. the Browns don't have a future, buddy. <laughs> hey, hey, it's soon. It's soon, okay? When we beat the Washington football team this Sunday, everyone's going to be on ESPN. Oh, man, look at how Baker's doing while they were shitting on him for uh, an entire year. I think I've got the healthiest outlook on the Browns, actually. I feel pretty good about them. They, I think they've got the tools to be a good football team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to evaluate that opinion until I see them play Pittsburgh or Baltimore. That is, well, okay, all right. I, I need to see them play the Steelers for sure. Uh Cause you know we we always lose to Roethlisberger and I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it. I don't need I don't need him in my life anymore. Get out of my life. Get out. I don't need it. 
He he didn't quite do James Vanderbeek, but he he leaned <laughs> into it. Yeah, like you could see him doing the impression, but not knowing what impression he was doing. Yeah, no, I was trying to do it. I you know I was trying to recap, you know, but it was there. I think it was pretty close. Yeah, my 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 uh, characters are getting better. They're they're getting better and better. So who do you who do you think has more sports hate towards an individual? You towards Roethlisberger yeah. or me towards Aaron Rodgers? Ooh, hmm, man, I. I gotta say, I gotta say, me because I we've always lost to him, all the time, and you've you, the Lions have you know they've beat him a couple times. Several, I think we're about uh, five and sixteen against Aaron. That's Rod- I think that's much better than <laughs> Roethlisberger and the Browns. So uh, tip my hat to me, sir. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm I've got too much. I'm, I hate the Packers. I don't really hate Aaron. Rod- like I, I was a I was a dick this weekend. Yeah. So one of my older New York friends, Chris Welty, diehard Packer fan, yeah, he knows yeah. I'm an insane Lions guy. I hate hit him and his fucking team on those Sundays. <laughs> so he texts me, wow, our defense looks terrible. He knows I'm a crazy person. And I just respond, Giannis is going to leave. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that sounds like how Clark Jones always, always trolls me when he talks how much he hates LeBron. He'll just text me. LeBron sucks and just just never text back. It's 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 very upsetting. You yeah, know? and anytime you hear someone criticize the second best player on an NBA team, your blood's gonna boil. A little Ooh, bit. you're banging it, boy! Okay. Oh man. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Bef- oh, you said you were talking about the Lakers, right? I, I I just my favorite thing about the game yesterday was Miles Plumley. I'm pretty sure that I I think he gets called fouls just for his white privilege i think they just part of the social justice they're like we got to give a foul to mouse just just cuz just to even it out i just think even that's it fair out. and they were probably they were probably upset with him at missing that rotation too yeah i mean it, i think it was just fair but uh miles Pumley is i thought he was good a couple years ago and it's like no you're you're serviceable at best yeah, he's serviceable at best. But if he played in the '80s, he's probably making one or two All Star games. Oh yeah, that's him. The, he is the '80s. He's the '80s center that everyone wanted to be. But not and, and you not know, now. He was he was Anthony Davis's uh, Olympic teammate. So maybe there was a little friendly fire on that rotation. Maybe Anthony just. Pro- I know Rajon Rondo's already given away his ring. Maybe Anthony Davis offered Plumley a cut. Oh, just. <laughs> He he's like, yes, I need it because he's not gonna get one on his own. Yeah, so. just give AD gave him one of the diamonds to miss that <laughs> role. <laughs> just, just chipping off a diamond for it. That's great. Can I be sad about one more thing? Yes, please. Okay, so Chicago lost Gale Sayers, and they lost another Chicago legend. I don't, I know we're here to talk real sports, Sam, but w- fake sports had a big loss. Road Warrior Animal from the Legion of Doom, Mm -hmm. from the Road Warriors. He passed away today at the age of 60. My childhood hero, so I want to pour one out for him. Pour one out. Pour one out. He, I always, when I was watching the WWF, that's when. Yeah, that's what they were doing. That that was my WWF. Uh, And (laughs) (laughs) I don't care about no pandas. (laughs) I care about Road Warrior Animal. That's the only animal I care about. Um, But yeah, I just remember seeing it like when Raw, whenever they would like come out, and I was scared of their of their of their pads. Yeah, I thought, oh boy, like someone's gonna die from those. (laughs) Like that's me, like being a child. Like, oh no, someone's gonna. But it was so great. Their just their energy and everything just. 
it, it just puts you over the over the moon. It, it it really was great. And I feel for for uh, his son James, you know, St. Louis Ram, St. Louis Ram, Ohio State linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I feel feel bad for that family today. Yeah, and like if we're just gonna analyze the wrestling industry a little bit, they have a unique place. They were the first tag team to ever main event on the road, and in wrestling history, they're kind of up there with Ric Flair as the only people to matter in NWA, WCW, and WWF. And my favorite moment, hmm. they have a promo from the 90s that's just them holding pumpkins on a fire escape, Sweet. And, and they say, hey, this is you, and then they throw the pumpkins off, and it was effective. <laughs> That's all you needed to do. Oh, man. So, yeah, I was sad about that. I cared about him enough as a child that we visited Chicago. as a Detroit. You're going to do that. You're going to yeah. you're gonna go see what a city with a functioning economy looks like. Right. you got to do that sometimes. So I, I kept thinking I was going to run into the Legion of Doom Ooh. everywhere I was in Chicago. <laughs> you're just peeking around buildings like, oh. I can't. I hope so. That's fun. I have a distinct memory. I was raised Catholic. Yeah. I'm lapsed, thankfully. But um, if, if when you're Catholic, <laughs> there's a superstition. Every time you go into a new church, yeah. you get to make a wish. Interesting. So I went into a new church. I wished I would meet the Legion of Doom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, hey, you got to use your wishes somewhere. You know, yeah. you got to do it. I'm maybe, glad you did. Maybe a waste of wishes here. And. You know, while we're here, I do want to own up. I'm on a I'm on a losing streak here. What you What do you mean? What are you talking about? So, I had my great Sunday. We talked about how fun my gambling day was. Right. So, <laughs> I'm way wrong on the Saints. Props to you. You were you Raiders. And you said, "I'm sorry, Sam. I <laughs> I directly cost you money. <laughs> I don't feel bad costing Brian money because he doesn't value his money. I don't. I don't." Brian Brian refuses to be paid for the show. I get paid. This is my job. Brian doesn't think he does a good enough job of it. I don't. You hear that? I don't do a good enough job. All right? I'll keep doing better. I'm oh, sorry to wow. air this show's dirty laundry here, but those are, those are the issues. What the is this, the Ellen show? <laughs> yeah, it's like the reverse of Ellen. Like, yeah, we tried to treat our employees right, but uh, they wouldn't take they it. They just didn't want it. They just didn't want the money. Yeah. yeah, I just wish Ellen came out with like uh, a tire and was like, yeah, you better don't talk next time. <laughs> oh, Ellen. Oh, Ellen. So, yeah, you were you guys were right about the, the Raiders. Yep, thank I was you. Wrong. You're welcome. I might have some Raider opinions that align with my previous ones later oh, in the show. Okay. And last night I was like, every, every square in the world was on Nuggets, minus six and a half. Yeah. I wasn't. During the, when the Lakers were on that run... I live bet them at a terrible time to live bet them. I could have got them plus 300. I could have got them plus 200. I, I got them plus 86. I lost $50. It, it would have ruined my Tuesday night, but I'm up big. And then I continued my Settlers of Catan winning streak. Hey. All right. So it, it balanced out. Is that right? I was better in the morning. I was grumpy. Like, that's a weird thing. Like, I'll lose a $200 bet and be fine. But if I break the rules and I do a live bet at poor odds, like I always freaking do, like, there's nothing harder to do than live bet. I yeah. What, is, what do you, what does that do? Like, the what mind do changes so much. So you're just you have to refresh and just like hope for the best. No, but there's great value because the it, the live line of an NBA game in particular yeah. sways so much. So I saw the Lakers 
on a 18 to two run yeah and they were plus 150 50 bucks to win 75 mm -hmm. and those are good odds so generally basketball is a game of runs mm -hmm. the live bet does not reflect how momentum swings in a basketball game yeah so oh stop live betting you did okay we just got called out from a viewer in the same view, this same viewer, Brooklyn. Stop Ron live Grasna, betting. This is the guy who told me the day before my my Milwaukee Bucks debacle. Don't bet point spreads. If you know who's gonna win, just bet who's gonna win. So we're getting the stop live betting advice from the guy. <laughs> Ron, Ron's giving me a lot of great life advice. He's giving me a lot of. He's helped me develop as a man and an individual. But gambling advice, I love you, Ronnie. <laughs> I'm, we might have burned that bridge after the Bucks game. But, hey, you know, hey, stop live betting. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you were getting intrigued. You were so easily persuaded. I, I was. And I'm like, wow, I mean, they went on that run, and then that sucked. And then you, and if you sink in a lot of money in the live bet, that hurts even worse. But you can have great wins there. Like, I was big on the Chargers. Yeah. Like, when they played New England – two years ago in the postseason on the road. I'm yeah. the world's only Phillip Rivers fan. So I got him plus 17 and a half. You are. So <laughs> I got a thrilling afternoon watching a divisional playoff game yeah. in which Phil Rivers lost by 17 points. Wow. Right. You win some, you lose a lot. Oh, Sh <laughs> Schmendrick Lamar says he's not wrong. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Brooklyn wrong today. <laughs> okay. Ron, I love you. Yeah, we, we love Ron Krasno. I'm sorry when I did that GoFundMe for your cancer. I accidentally gave the money to the cancer. That one's on me. That's a true story. <laughs> we, we brought out a guy dressed as a tumor, and we gave him a check for four grand. <laughs> a lot of fun here. <laughs> a lot of fun. Speaking of sports books, speaking of fun, not only do I have the same sponsor as the Detroit Lions, I now have the same sponsor as Jamie Foxx. Isn't that incredible? Woo! Yeah. So BetMGM Sportsbook, baby. They're live for legal betting in Colorado, Indiana, Nevada. Is it Nevada? Nevada. New Jersey and West Virginia. Are you betting on the NFL or NBA this season? How about MLB playoffs or the PGA Tour? Take some of that action to BetMGM. Why? Because for a limited time, BetMGM has a special signing bonus for Props Network listeners. Uh, all you have to do is create a new account at BetMGM. Use code WALKON20 to get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $500. That's right. Just enter code WALKON20 and up to a $500 bonus bankroll is yours. Then you'll enjoy all that BetMGM has to offer, like earning $10 free bets every week in the Money Monday Club, multi-sport parlay boosters, and the new Edit My Bet feature that allows players to change their bet tickets after they are submitted. So... Try BetMGM with code WALKON20 now. While offers last, you must be 21 or older to bet online. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. So, fresh off our trip to Riff City, we talked Birkenstocks, yes. we talked betting, we talked saunas. Oh, yeah. So, enough about my extracurriculars. Let's get some sports talk. Ooh, so today. Sexy. I think we have one of the best. We have one of our favorite people to collaborate with. Yes. I think this guy, he is the backbone of a really impressive organization. 
And, you know, I love working with him. I love watching him do his thing. Mm -hmm. Please welcome, straight from Boston, walked here from Bay Ridge, Randy Gardner. Yeah, Randy. All right. I got to say, as a uh, voiceover artist, Joel, you nailed that promo you just read. That was, uh, that was fantastic. Yeah, Especially we, the end tag, the, uh, the disclaimer. That's what that I was spot on. on. The disclaimer, because everyone, uh, you're legally have to do that disclaimer, oh. so I see the pros do it, and, um, you know, I want to get to their level. Like, I just want to be where Brent Muskberger is doing Manscaped ads. I like it. <laughs> well, you're almost there, brother. <laughs> Have you, you guys, guys <laughs> have you guys heard Brent Musburger talk about Manscaped? No. <laughs> is that real? Yeah. He oh, had, I thought you were kidding. No, he doesn't. I totally thought he was kidding. Brent Musburger's <laughs> voice to do Manscaped reads. That's fantastic. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I don't have the right beliefs for it. I'm more of a 70s guy, but uh, <laughs> he could be down. I'm with you. Hey, you got to have hair somewhere. Am I right, folks? Okay. Brian, sometimes on the show we joke. Yes, I know, but I'm thinking about your hair, and I was like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I don't need to know about your your stuff down there, your your rainforest, if you call it. Is that what you call it, the rainforest? Well, I lions till I die, I call it my Reggie Bush. What? <laughs> it's creative. You're yeah. talking about your beautiful butt chin. You know, there's a lot of beautiful butt chins in my life, yeah, uh, Mr. Mean, Tom Brady, uh, and you. So uh, you're in good company, my friend. And then Matt Damon, of course. Oh, of course, Matt Boston Damon. I forgot friends. about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about, that's the only three butt chins I know. And Peter Griffin yeah, from The Family uh, Guy. All the great New Englanders yeah. have them. Hell yeah. So you so you're in good company. You're, you're riding high. We're going we're gonna to get... I'm riding. I don't we're going to get to a lot of Boston talk, but I just kind of generally wanted to bitch about something sure. before we got into the meat of it. The NHL needs to step it up. Like, the Stanley Cup playoffs are tied 1-1. Did you know the Stanley Cup playoffs were happening? It's crazy. You can't even... If you go to ESPN, you have to scroll down like 14 titles. It's like NBA. NFL, MLB, literally, I, like there's, there's like the dog show is before the NHL. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, and, it really not, is. You yeah. know, like it shouldn't be. I love a good dog show, but uh, <laughs> hey, one it's, of, it's one ridiculous. Of, one of those sells out Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's not be pointing not fingers a at a dog show. And like, it does feel weird because like we're all around the same age. We're all in our late twenties, but. Yep. Like growing up, <laughs> hockey was so hockey was the fourth major sport in this country. Absolutely. I remember actually, like, I, I loved watching, like, Sunday night hockey was big, Wednesday night, you know, like, hockey night. And, I mean, if you go to Canada, hockey night in Canada, Don Cherry is, like, the biggest guy on the planet Earth. Like, he is the, the like, the, the hero of Canada. He's El Canada's Elvis, essentially. Yeah, he got, unfortunately, he was a victim of cancel culture. Yeah, Only a uh, mad, that was probably the biggest, the easiest bet of all time. <laughs> yeah. Not all Canadians are very sweet people, I guess, but who knows? Uh, they are. They just run their mouths a little bit. Yeah. He, he, and, you know, when you're living the, uh, the high life like Don Cherry was, it's the, uh, the, the epitome of the NHL at its heyday, you know? And, like, we watched how Don Cherry dressed for decades, and now we, we as a people, have the audacity to question his choices. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, he's, you know, Don Cherry, Don Trump, same difference, and uh, they, both, <laughs> they both grabbed him. We shouldn't, apparently, and, uh, <laughs> and that's what happens. Well, it was Craig Sager, right? He, I thought he always ripped off Don Cherry because Don Cherry was like, that was his thing, like those crazy outfits. And Traeger did it for a long time, or Sager did it for a long time. Yeah, he lifted it. He, he but, it just like we import like The Office here as a sitcom, <laughs> Craig Sager yeah, did that with exactly. his wardrobe. 
Even Chits Creek is Canadian, and they just swept the Emmy. So. Hey, I'm starting it now. Halfway through season one on my dad's recommendation. Nice to see Eugene. Hey, we your father recommended that. That's surprising. He's a big SCTV guy. <laughs> okay. He said right, his, well, there you go. He told me his prize possessions are his six SCTV DVDs, and I'm like, not his children. You've got two. Well, he, he only has one that he like. Oh shit! I forgot he listened to this show. I'm in go. trouble now. Thanks for the OJ Simpson sidecard. Really appreciate that, Dad. But. <laughs> So right now we have the Stan- the Stanley Cup Finals. The average playoff game has gotten less than a million viewers. Yeah. Twenty down twenty eight percent from a year ago. And like, sure, maybe there's not there's a lot of competition, but we have to talk about the the, the fan base right here because the top story on NHL Reddit right now is. But shit's Creek. Disney cruise ships, <laughs> ship horns would make for excellent goals for themed goal nights. Right. Just Im- just imagine your team sc- scores on Star Wars night and you hear this. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> that's cool. What? Your sport is currently in a championship. That can't be the biggest story. <laughs> With two Southern teams being in the championship, which is the weirdest thing. You have a, uh, a Texas team and a Floridian team playing in Edmonton. And... I don't know. Maybe they care, but it's just like the whole thing. I don't even know what you watch the game on. What, what network is it on? It's the NHL a, network? It, it's on NBC, but oh, they're, right. they're not well. promoting it. I saw no ads during Sunday Night Football. And, you know, it's Stars, Lightning. And I don't know that's the Stanley Cup Finals. I hear Stars, Lightning. I just feel like I'm drunk in a canoe again. <laughs> there you go. Which happens a lot, being a Detroit guy. Hey. Drunk in a canoe. No one has ever been sober in a canoe. (laughs) That's actually a good point. And like... Lewis and Clark. I I get this. I get the NHL is a niche sport, but like it was well positioned. We had these likable superstars during our use. We still have these likable, charismatic superstars. The NHL needs to step it up and either push these stars, turn them into national celebrities, or maybe... Start fixing the games a little bit. Why not? I mean, fix the game. But you, you have a – how the NBA markets is incredible. You know, it, it, they, it's a lot of social media, and they make these little clips, like, for the player. NHL needs to get more social media. Right? They have nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't see anything that's – I would be like, oh, I, I, if I'm scrolling down I, and I see a, a nice goal, I'm like, great, really and like I'm in, nice you know. But there's nothing there – where I'm watching commercials of NHL, like there's nothing there that grabs me from that sport. Mm-hmm. And the I would say the um, the owner, not the owner, who's the the, the better was his name? Gary Bettman. Gary Bettman. Better are the people who watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> the, I think the problem with him, he made that nice uh, like ABC deal in '98, and then just pretty much for stopped doing anything. And it's like. You gotta, you gotta get your social media game up, bro. Let's let's get going if you want to get people excited, because you don't have fans right now, so you need to do something. And I would argue that over the past decade, we've seen soccer consistently take NHL's market share. Yep. There's always that weird guy at the party who's like, "Oh, I'm a sports fan." And he talks to you about some city you've like never heard Man of, Man United or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then instead of having those hockey conversations now, which is what they used to be. Those are soccer conversations. Yeah. And it's weird, too, because we're all from, like, hockey, like Michigan, Boston, Ohio, mm-hmm. and we live in New York, and it's like, these are hockey areas. These are, you know, hockey hubs. It's just as exciting. There, there are a lot of great players. Like, there's, nothing's changed about hockey so much. Yeah. It's just how it's marketed, and it's how, it's how you know, 
I, I don't understand how it just disappeared. It used to be such a prevalent thing in our lives, and now all of a sudden it's just gone. Well, there was a change. Know? Like now, now MMA is so much bigger, and and you know what I mean. It's it's like everything. It's just yeah. like all of a sudden, like you mentioned soccer. It's like, how does hockey fall off like that? Well, yeah. there was a specific legislation by hockey. All the small market teams they were mad at the original Sixers, which if you don't know, Chicago, Toronto, Montreal, mm. Boston, mm -hmm. New York, and Detroit, because these are these are fan bases with huge metropolitan areas that are extend beyond their city so they have an advantage in terms of getting free agents mm -hmm. getting caps and so they really cracked down on the amount of money these teams could spend it's crippled the detroit red wings franchise and like how good would the mlb be if they introduced rules to ensure the new york yankees won't be the new york yankees mm -hmm. yeah yeah and yeah. like the red wings hey even if you want to have those measures We've seen the NBA kind of nudge some decisions. David Stern froze an envelope to push a marquee to the pl player to the Knicks. Yeah. The Red Wings were in the draft lottery this year. They f they're your marquee franchise. They fall down six spots in a draft lottery. I, I think of other there. I was looking up how many lockouts the NHL has had. It's just two. It's just two. It's four in a span. That's. They didn't have a, uh, a season like in 2003, 2004. And that's why I, I dropped hockey. I loved hockey. Hockey and ba basketball were one and two for me. Yeah. There wasn't a hockey season. The Pistons won the championship. The rest is history. Hoops for life, brother. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> honestly like when it kind of take kind of turned around that like that time right after you know 2000 or so. Like then it started to turn, and then people stopped giving a shit about hockey all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, and they you didn't know? push what they had because they have the cupboards are stacked. Like that Ovechkin and Crosby rivalry. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like just hearing about that story, it's interesting. It should be under our noses. It should be pushed like LeBron versus whatever whoever exactly. the rivalry is. Exactly. Yeah. This is totally on NHL leadership. Yep. They've taken their sport out of the national story more than any of their players, more than any of their teams, and it's to the detriment of a great product and a great fan base. And they had the best video game. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the second <laughs> show in a row that someone's brought up NHL 95. <laughs> it's true, though. It was it was the best game. It you know? was the best game. Really yes. We're going to have to change the Spotify description. Yeah, it's a show of gambling, comedy, and NHL, <laughs> NHL 95. 95. <laughs> Is this a, the walk-on we'll or talk about swingers? swingers one episode. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let's make Omi a bleed. <laughs> no, but that, that game was the shit. And, like, so, some of these sports need to mix it up. Like, the MLB, like... I think this, I know it's hard to say, but this COVID season is the best thing that could ever happen to them. No, I don't know. <laughs> if I'm not gambling, I can't watch a Major League Baseball game, like to be perfectly honest. Like it's, it, it, and in playing in, in empty ballparks, it's like, it's just, it's a different feel, like everything. Like yeah. I already don't really give a shit. I mean, it doesn't, help that my team is garbage right now um, and, and who's your team randy <laughs> the boston red sox uh but but you know it, if, if i just can't i mean i watch games you know it's, it's something to do but yeah i don't know if i have covid brain or what it is but it's just like sports in general <laughs> right now are hard yes and and it's like baseball for me has been really tough like, yeah you know, the, i mean the, the nba i'm all in because my, my celts are doing well but and and you know football is fresh but Baseball, I just can't get behind it, it all. It this feels yet. like I'm watching, like, it, it just on mute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I like, I don't, 
I'm gonna turn away. It feels like a pre, like a like a spring training game. Like yes. you're like, you know, this isn't really Fenway Park. You're yeah. in Tampa. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't seem real. Yeah. It's like it's weird. Like, but I think even it's, with the piped in noise, which I think it's been a rough postseason. I think they have the worst people editing their fake crowds. Oh, it's oh yeah, <laughs> everyone's like so ba- like behind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no one gets it right. I don't know how hard it is. Like, there should be just a button. I yeah, don't know, it does, but. I mean, it seems like it'd be an easy job. I would yeah. love that job. So I don't know if anybody out there uh, works there, in a uh, headhunter looking for a push-the-button Major League Baseball thing. I do, I, do, call. I do know those guys, and the people who track Major League pitchers are all New York stoner comedians, so well, you might be wrong. All right, I have a chance. You're telling me I have a chance. You, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm banned from Major League Baseball. Did you know that? What, what do you mean by that? Like mean? cheering for it or going to yeah. live games? Um, like, like if, they if got I, a real ankle to, bracelet on you? I, if I were to walk <laughs> into a Major League Baseball's <laughs> offices, I would be escorted out immediately. All right. My first job in New York, I worked for Major League Baseball as a Facebook administrator, and I quit the job. It was $12 an hour, no windows, which is what I get in the sitting here. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they left the Facebook privileges on my facebook yeah so i was doing a comedy show and i went on all the different teams pages and took <laughs> funny screenshots for That's the yankees great. i was like oh my goodness Derek Jeter's out for the rest of the season with sexual reassignment surgery he promises to come back next year for the cubs me and only me said fuck bill murray <laughs> The Miami Marlins had free pit bull n- night. And like in the second I brought <laughs> oh up, they went around God. the world. They interrupted the Olympics to talk about it. And things could have gotten bad for me. And someone helped me out. And I think that's all I'm al- allowed to say. That's, right. uh, that well, sounds thank good. Thank you, someone, whoever that someone was. Yeah. Uh, you did a good job. Sounds like a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but it, holy shit, It sounds like a senator. That is like, all. yeah. <laughs> That is cr- that is so mean. That's crazy. <laughs> that is, like for people to see that or like the offices, they are probably like sh- shitting their yeah. their loads. Well, I I mean, don't, is that right? Is that's that how you That's loads? how loads come out. You shit. Yep, that, 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 that's that's the whole yeah. loads are from. <laughs> don't get me going. <laughs> don't get me going on uh, okay. my shit. So <laughs> I do think I think you guys should give it a chance. Because this baseball postseason does have March Madness potential. Like, I'm going to talk myself in. I'm going to give it a chance. And, like, I need something in the background while I'm going to grad school. So I've got to invest. I'm, no, I'm, in, I'm with you because the, this new wild card system that you're doing seems like fun. You have Ooh. that March Madness type. And that's probably where I'll tune in. But, like, now I'm like, I'll, I'll do it if uh, – if basketball is not on and that's very upsetting when it's not, you know, and, and also with like all the COVID changes, nothing feels like a real season anyways. Exactly. Like everything to me, every season is going to have some sort of an asterisk there in my mind. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, who gives a shit? Like might as well be the year that we do this fun new format. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't love uh, putting a, ba- putting a runner on or these new rules and shit, yeah, but, that runner shit is you know, dumb. whatever, but like, but I bring this up in, re- I think re- it's a good time to introduce it. Cause everything's fucking crazy right now. In yeah. regards to the NHL, like the MLB is kind of being forced to do these weird changes that modernize the game and put it in front of a younger audience. And like, the NHL needs to have that same sort of renaissance with their product. I, yeah. Like the MLB, I don't know if all the changes are work, but I like that it's different. I'm going to become more of a consumer because I'm intrigued by the changes. So, uh, yeah, I think they did a good job with this, and I think the NHL could learn a lesson 
from every sports league in this country or any others. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's I'm talk. with you. Also, keep in mind that the NHL is worldwide. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, obviously, obviously, all sports are, but like NHL is big everywhere. So it's like if they're getting piss ball ratings everywhere, it's, it speaks volumes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know how, how Russia uh, regulates their television. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the problem issue. But, yeah. uh, it's like we can't yeah. watch the NHL. We're not allowed. It's huge in Uzbekistan. So. <laughs> <laughs> not right next to each other. That's a good spot. <laughs> yeah, he really had to sell us on where Uzbekistan. His, well, his reference was too smart think. for the show. It's a bigger <laughs> country than you would think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into the meat. NBA playoffs are back. We're going to talk. We're going to have a lot of Boston talk. So let's start in the West for now. Congratulations, Paul Millsap was 0-10 against LeBron James in the playoffs. Finally won his first game. Good day for Paul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, he's just—he's so disappointing, Paul. Paul Millsap. He's—you—you uh, were expecting so great the greatness out of this guy, and oh. he just hit that like plateau of like mm, you were going to be good. And he's like, no, no, I don't have to be good. Mm-hmm. I always get passed around in trades. Because, and then people are like, well, we did get Paul Millsap in that trade. And, and you talk yourself into a good player. And he's not. But that's so. a perception thing. Because, like, Paul Millsap was a late-round pick by the Jazz. He's been, like, 16 points and nine rebounds his entire career. Never got any better. Never got <laughs> any worse. He's one of those guys that gets passed around. He's a Tyson Chandler. He's just like, oh, take him here. Take him there. You know yeah, what I mean? It's right. just like that kind of same thing. Yeah, I'm going to get 10 and 5 from you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Call yeah, it a day. But if you get B, a B plus in every class, you're a pretty good student. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and you're you're getting paid, and you know you're you're on a roster. So hey, I'll, Paul's t- gonna take it anytime. I'm I'm stunned that Brian went that way on Paul Millsap. Like I I I see Paul Millsap. I see a Brian guy for sure. Oh yeah, I feel like a Paul Millsap. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I hate him. That's that's why I hate him. You know. So that's that's it. Brian's a journeyman. And that's I I identify Stafford. Like I've got I've got a lot of skills. I've got a lot of talent. My life looks good to outsiders, but ultimately, I always disappoint. (laughs) That's Matt. Hey, I'll I'll be a good dude. People talk about how awesome I am. How I do really good things, and I'm a kind person. I will never accomplish anything. You will. You will. You'll get that Super Bowl. You'll get that Super Bowl. Don't you worry. My uh, boy, Maddie will bring it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll borrow one of your seven. Yeah. Please. We got plenty. So is there, is there, there's no chance the Nuggets come back in this, right? Or are we, uh, are we done right now? I think ball? LeBron smells it. I think LeBron's, like, he's, you know. Yeah. I think going into four, I think, I think they're going to take over and then just lock it up. Yeah. It was a sloppy game. I- exactly. Murray and played well, obviously. Yeah, they were they were Lakers were careless around the basket, yeah. and they were it was one of those they've been clicking for so much they were expecting shots to go in and it just didn't happen and and you had players on the Nuggets like Jay Grant just you have you have one of those games where the young player just goes off you know and that's probably his, his only game he's gonna have like that mm-hmm. like in the in the season he's, that's he's, big. that was a big I mean triple doubles yeah. I, uh, Jeremy Grant has swung a, a playoff game in each of the series. Like he's, I know he's Nuggets fans hate him, but he's done had a lot of contributions. And yeah, I yeah. don't think they're a title team, but I think like if you can't win a title team, you can be a memorable playoff team. And like as basketball fans, am I crazy to think that down the line I'll have more conversations about this year's Denver Nuggets than I will about this year's Lakers? Probably, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good series. Yeah, but also it's it's. 
in my opinion, they're the worst of the teams. You know what I mean? It's mm. just like it is what it is. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I think the Lakers are going to go. I, w- I want to see my boys go, but I think either one, you know, are better teams than Denver, the Heat or us. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it, it's just – it's a beautiful – it's a beautiful sight to see Murray just just the evolution of him. Mm-hmm. Um, he is not scared. He is not scared of that moment. And to have him – I was really scared for the Nuggets being down, like, up by 15. And because they always play from, like, from being down by 15. So I was like, are they going to keep the lead? And they did. And, like, it was, it was a beautiful thing to do. I, I mean, it showed – I think it shows a lot for the Lakers. Like, okay, we can't just, like, sleep on them a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? Like and Jamal Murray, like, we talk about these guys having that one attribute. He's insane. Like, I think he is the hardest worker in the NBA. I, I heard something that when he was coming up in Canada, mm-hmm. you would never – I first found out he was from Canada yesterday when he elbowed LeBron in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but the good That's acting job really by LeBron, too. <laughs> yeah. That was really good. He's getting ready for Space Jam, too. <laughs> so you got you to get those reps in. You got to get those acting chops in. Yeah, but to stop him from practicing when he was younger, his coach had to take away his shoes so he couldn't practice. Damn. Otherwise, he was probably putting in like 12, 14 hours of work. So that's an insane amount. That's of insane. Yeah. And he's got, he's got good feet now. You know, if he's, he's, he's probably a lot of barefoot basketball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that Antoine Walker commercial was like, if I could play barefoot, if I could. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> the employee number eight commercial, him selling shoes. By oh, saying right. He and like foot or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's oh, talk Juan. Boston. You're living in Town. You're oh. very spoiled. Well, yeah. I mean, as an adult, I'm very spoiled. You know, the first uh, 20 years of my life, not so much. And then lately obviously very spoiled so uh, so things are good i like where we're at i don't know what's happening with this series um i'm a little anxious i'm excited for tonight i'm a little anxious yeah yeah is tonight or this airs tomorrow is no it's tonight all right yeah yeah we're hanging together all right, all right, yeah so yeah so tonight you know it's a big game we're gonna be in the bet bunker i'm going against you because i'm on a cold streak i want that on your side and what's the line now the, the line is Celtics by three. It was three and a half, wasn't it, when it first opened? Or, yeah, yeah. by three is the right place for that to be. This yeah. is going to be. I a, wouldn't even. I mean, honestly, if I was probably taking the line, I would probably go uh, Miami even because these games have been so close that it's, you know, I could see it going either way. I took Miami money line because I have. Oh, I money had, line straight up. Oh. I had them before the series, and I was like, I think whoever wins this game wins the series, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And, but I. We can get into that game a little bit, but I do have a big picture like question for a Celtics fan. I know, you, I know, you, deep down you're fit, you're ra- you're Francis, you're Patriots <laughs> fan, but I my, know you're a C's guy ego. first. Sure, sure. Are the Brad Stevens teams? They're like they're this likable team that like really idealizes a lot of things I love about the sport of basketball. Will they be remembered in Boston as a failure if they don't win a title? I mean, that's a great question, and I think a lot of them are defensive teams, and that's something that we in Boston, especially for years, obviously we had great offensive players, but that was a huge part of what we did, and also great role players, which he's always had, and we've come close, and we've been in good positions, and we've been the better team and not won, so, I mean, how do you look at, you know, depending on how long this goes on for, like, how, how do you look at a prolonged career and say that it was a success if you don't win with those teams? So mm-hmm. it, it's hard. And also, Boston's a tough – it's a 
tough city to play in because we expect like you wouldn't be saying this if this was the Sacramento Kings. No, you know what I mean. Be, this would be the like, best Kings team yeah, ever. It, this would be the best Nuggets. But that's team what I'm ever, saying. So it's but like, it's the 25th but, best Celtic team. Yeah, ever. exactly. And that's so that that's what makes it difficult. So I love Brad Stevens. I think he's done a great job, um, and we've been you know very close or, or right there for a long time. Uh, I I don't know. Like failure is a tough word because it's like. We didn't win. So I guess technically every year there's only one team that's not a failure in the NBA or any league. Um, but, but I don't think that's true, but I think that's true in Boston. Well, well I'm, I'm taking it from that mentality. And like, that's how I look at sports in general because that's how all of our sports are kind of based. And that's like, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a really tough city to play in and a tough city to be uh, a coach in, especially because like, it's fleeting. If, you, if, you're, if you're that kind of like shit, they're going to get you out of there. You can be amazing and still be considered a failure. And I think Brad Stevens has been an amazing coach. He's done amazing things for the city. He's very likable. He's a great guy. He's a great coach. And he's done things sometimes with, with tough teams, you know, not the best cards. And, and so we'll see, you know, what happens this season. I don't know that we're going to win it this season. Like, we, I could see us winning it. I could also see us losing to the Heat. Yeah, um, it, but like Brad Stevens, like the resume is impeccable in yeah. a lot of regards. Like taking LeBron two years ago to Game Seven when they were without Kyrie Irving, they had Jason Tatum in his I think rookie year, mm -hmm. Brown in his second year. Well, yeah, I mean they worked with the young squads and a couple good veterans. Oh, when, when uh, Kevin Love was taken out, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those are, I mean, it's it's hard to say, like you know, but the way they look at it in Boston, especially, is like, yeah, that's a failure. Yeah, but from a coaching perspective, that was probably harder than most of the NBA championships. Oh, of course, that Phil Jackson won. Absolutely, <laughs> I don't think he's. A, I think he's one of the best coaches in the league every year. Yes, and and you know the guy's got a Hall of Fame career only outside of the sense that he hasn't won that championship yet. You know, there are a lot of guys that that will get you know accolades with just one championship, and I really hope he gets there and i hope you know i don't know if it's going to be this season part of me also doesn't necessarily want it. i mean i want it this season of course i want all of us our, our teams to win but like you know we were speaking you know kind of candidly earlier and it's like covid seasons feel weird and it's like it sucks being in the bubble you know i i think it, it is a huge difference playing uh whether oh, like yeah. you mentioned at home whether it's the toronto series or in boston or in miami you know there's a big difference playing at, you know in front of your home crowd and and it's different in the bubble and i think like i benefit like i haven't had that like disparity in beliefs because my team isn't in it you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. I don't see this Boston Garden going crazy in a game six game versus Toronto. I don't see them like losing their minds for Tyler Hero and all the panties <laughs> being thrown onto oh, the parquet man. floor. Man, that would have been fun. A lot to of see. panties. Yeah, if Tyler and Hero. just underwear. Just a lot of underwear just all, all, all over the. I, over that. It's still pretty warm down there. They don't really wear underwear, I assume. Not when Tyler's no, around. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? I, I found a, some underwear at a at a venue once. I saw Prince <laughs> perform live. Yes. All right. And Explain. afterwards, um, I walked around. I was like 17, so I walked around the Palace Auburn Hills, saw what I found. I found three pairs of panties nice. and a Hell cell yeah. phone. That's Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's a, a, a cell phone with the pictures of 68 the Ford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's that sounds like a good like a good, that's a good time. concert. Yeah, yeah, I returned I returned the cell phone, <laughs> but I did it by I just called numbers in the phone until I could get the address. Like I was just trying to figure out how I could get home. So that's good. If Dan Botsy's watching, I apologize for all the trouble I caused back in two thousand four. 
Hey, a lot of people call us problems in 2004. Yeah, All right. absolutely. <laughs> it was a tough year for everybody. <laughs> what was the best concert you've ever been to that wasn't Fish? Best concert <laughs> ever? Uh, that's hard. Uh, yeah, well, and how the dare you? Well, the how Fairly dare you? Well he's Show. I know. <laughs> like, he's going to name all of them. And they were like, yes, Fish is probably okay, the so best. Okay, uh, so we can include Fish. What's the 12th best concert <laughs> you've ever been to? <laughs> um, the, the Fairly Well Shows in Chicago at Soldier Field I went out to a couple years ago. Those are the Grateful Dead's final shows with Trey Anastasio from Fish. Oh, uh, I don't know. Can uh, we count it? And uh, also, I've seen Prince a few times. One of the Prince shows I saw was the only time ever that... A, uh, a band or an artist did a show, went off stage, came back, did an encore, then went off stage. The house lights went up, 95% of the stadium left, <gasps> and then he came back on stage, picked up his guitar and started playing, and people just started in, in hordes running back Whoa. into the arena. And that was, that was uh, Prince in, I want to say, like, 2013 or something like that. Um, uh, it was fucking amazing. Oh he goodness. literally just came back, took his guitar, and did like a three-minute guitar solo. It was fucking oh amazing. So that was pretty dope. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah and when I saw he probably played, for, it was just him. He no He's fucking opener. phenomenal, man. He Four hours straight is how long he played for. Yeah. yeah. I'm used to long concerts as a Fish fan. I gotta um, go. So, that, that was but, my goal for this year. All I wanted to accomplish in, well, in it's tough year for 2020, concerts. but I had one goal, see Fish, at Madison Square Garden, yep. New Year's Eve. All my buddies go every we year. We went, yeah. Yeah, you go. Casey Nate, went, and, and Courtney went, and my, Nate Nate uh, Fritzen's a, a big fish fan. Yeah, Nate mm -hmm. and Allison. Yeah, my, yeah, all yeah. my great friends, they go to this concert every year. My fiancé would never go in a million years, but... Um, <laughs> well... Anytime you want to go, once uh, live anything is back, uh, we'll go and check go. out the show. I'm in there. Yeah. I've seen The Grateful Dead. Haven't seen Fish. So I, that's on the bucket list. Brian, what's on your bucket list? Um, well, I mean, I, I went to see Queens of the Stone Age, and that was freaking cool. Whoa. At that a particular venue, or was it? Um, it was at the Rock, uh, Rock Hall. In, oh, in very Cleveland. cool. Huh? Yeah, it was, it was just a great time. Um, I, dream list? I mean, I want to see Metallica. I want to see Metallica live. You're, wow, you're so much more of a rocker than I anticipated. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, this, yeah. This got a, a rock and roll soul. He's, I got a rock burning. and roll soul. Uh, I, I, would go to, I would love to go to a Rush concert just with, with well, old dads. And yeah. I'd be like, hey, I'm not dead, but I, I'll, I'll hang out with you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about life. I walk around thinking, I'm not your dad, but let's hang out. That's how I, I go through life. Uh, I will say, a Metallica concert is something I, I really want to go to. I yeah. saw Guns N' Roses at um, at uh, the Meadowlands. Yeah. And that's a lot, probably, I have no idea, but probably the closest you'll ever get to like an 80s hair band. At one point, I was just screaming into the air. I wasn't singing. I was just screaming at the top of my lungs yeah. as like fireworks were going off and like, welcome to the jungle. It was just, it was chaos. And that was cool as hell. So yeah. I, I bet you Metallica is probably a... a a, a cool ass show like that. Right. So to see them at a venue like that would be cool as hell. Yeah. So I'm with you, bro. So cool, cool venues. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, just getting thrashed at the Meadowlands, NFL Week Three. How about it, boys? Two fantastic teams playing at the Meadowlands. Yeah. Before we do it, the New York Football Giants. Before we do it, we gotta pay the bills. We're giving the thrills. Now let's pay them bills. Yeah, here comes that VO stuff I was talking you about. You know, and if you want. Francis, Randy, whatever your name is, if you want to bet this weekend, your first stop, it's got to be thepropsnetwork.com. 
Not only will you find exclusive online sportsbook signing bonuses and live odds comparison for every game, the Props Network website is also where you can learn about tons of weekly betting promos happening at all the best legal betting sites. Here's a few of this week's deals. Points bet. Make it rain. We're sorry well for the concert talk, Sam. Didn't mean to. I'll cut that out of the podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even talk about how I wanted to see Def Punk. That would be awesome. Worked it in. So let's talk NFL week three. Belichick was in the news today, though. That's probably the roughest he ever looked, huh? I mean, probably not, but yeah, just <laughs> at a press conference, sure. I mean, I'm just loving that he's holding onto the shirt. It looks like nine rats have been eating it for six and a half seasons. Like, the shirt is insane. He looks like most people in my family, like, during COVID. So, like, I'm like, the hair and everything, like, like, it works for me. But, like, it's just ridiculous. This man's worth so much money. And nobody's like, hey, Bill, want to throw this, like, towel over your shoulder so nobody can see that your shirt's from 1987? Yeah, and I know Bill no. has a, a girlfriend behind the scenes. So, well, where, where's she in all this? Like, she yeah. must be nagging him to throw this old thing out. It's covered in holes. Like, he's got four around the neck hole. I think his kid is giving him fashion tips, and if you've ever seen his haircut, his haircut, the 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 uh, 2020 uh, gu- 2020 uh, Go- mullet, like a the yeah exactly exactly. Oh, man. That's uh, Steve Belichick's look. Have um, I seen Steve Belichick next head coach of the Detroit Lions? Yes, I have. <laughs> that means you're getting two good-looking coaches. Beautiful. And oh, I yeah. met Patricia. He hasn't grown as a coach, but he stopped wearing. He's all probably black. grown. <laughs> he, he's the fattest he's ever been. He, he wore he, all black because he was growing as a coach every season for yeah. years. <laughs> he only continued to grow. Or he had to wear black. The NFL was like, "Listen, we can't do this. You gotta wear. You gotta wear black." I love that gray. That gray hoodie that he has. That windbreaker. I kind of want that. Does he ever Joke. wear anything besides sweats? Like, like he's like a human couch. Like, literally, like the man that's, only dresses for comfort. Like, it's that's insane. That's what NFL player, NFL players and coaches. They're like, oh, I'm gonna sign up to be a gym teacher. Yeah, and that, and they do it. Yeah. As it, soon as they're done, their career is done. They're like, I'm only dressing comfortable. I don't give a rat's ass. I don't have to anymore. I don't have to impress anybody. No. And they just they go straight to the sweats. Yeah, so. but yeah. Patricia, he's good the life. rocket scientist. He's the genius. He's efficient. He doesn't think about grooming or wardrobe. That's he's a fact. Thinks about not changing his defensive scheme ever. <laughs> it works in it worked in Patriot Town. Yeah, he Patricia got brought. They asked him, "Hey, why do you keep blowing fourth quarter leads?" And he's like, "Well, actually, I've got the best call in fourth quarter history from your Super Bowl in yeah, from 2014. many years ago." Yeah. Exactly. Oh boy, it's like hang it up. Okay, you got a hey, new team. Riding it out. Yeah, that game happened four apartments ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a New York lifetime. We gauge in apartments. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I gotta say, I'm loving Cam Newton on the New England Patriots. Cam. And Brian, I know you're a Raiders guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> you are. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's just you said they were like the Browns. You like yes, them. I do. This week, the Raiders are getting five and a half points against the Patriots. Patriots money line is minus two seventy five. Do I max that out? Do I just go big on the pads? I here? like the money line if you got the wood delay, but I don't. I don't necessarily like the line because I, I. I think the Raiders are a great team, and I don't. I mean, the only thing is that on short rest, flying cross country to New England, um, you know, who knows? I think they are a solid team, and I. There's no more home field advantage, so it's like, you know, we'll see what happens, but mm. uh, that's, that's a healthy line. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a good game. 
I don't know. Derek Derek Carr had one play he ran effectively that game. He went to Darren Waller. Yeah, he did that all day. He did it all day. So the, his bread and butter. If Belichick takes that away, which you know, that's all he's focusing well, on yeah. this week. Yeah, I don't think that was a problem though. They were trying to give it to Rugs, but he was the decoy. Yeah. So, hey, I think now you're going. So go ahead, congrats. You go ahead and get Waller. I'm going to give Rugs one of his debut 200 yard and, games. And player props aren't out right now. They yeah. come out Friday mornings. Yeah. I'm his is going to be foolish. And I'm take the throw, take the low end. Yeah, take the under take the low on end Darren sure. Waller receiving yards. Take the under. Oh, yeah, yeah Gil, Gilmore shut that down. Especially after exactly and then coming out of uh, out of Seattle where, where he played a good game, but, yeah. was, but they just went up against one of the best if not the best quarterback in the league right now and a fucking ridiculous ridiculous receiving core. Yeah. And so, you know, but I think they're in great shape and I, I like it. I don't know about the points. That's the only thing. So the money line, if you got it late. Yeah, at, no, but. I'm, I'm going to tie that with the Arizona Cardinals against my Lions. Like, I know that Lions defense. It's, what is that line? Well, they're Cardinals minus six. Okay. So I'm probably going to tie those two money lines together as my big play of the weekend. And, like, I, I've talked about the Lions to you over the years. The defense has always been slow. Mm-hmm. The opposing teams know the scheme. They know the audibles. And they've done not changed anything. Meanwhile... We've got the most exciting, young, d- dynamic offense we've yeah. seen since last right year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every year we get one great offense. Such a gift. When like, I think the way to make money this season is to put that money behind the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. That they're gonna. I think they're just gonna rack up points. Yeah. It just Hon- Hopkins is is out for revenge. I mean, and that, that's the greatest gift Murray could have ever had. Like to, to have him brought in is just insanity. And just to see the Texans just. Look so middle, just yeah. like um when you're they're in you're, trouble. They are in trouble. In we're trouble. talking about it. They could go on three right now. That's what we were talking about on Monday. It's crazy. You, it's might happen. I and, mean. This, <laughs> and like when shit's bad, you're going on the road to Pittsburgh. Yeah. This is the game they lose thirty-one to three. This is the real ass kicking. Maybe they can correct the ship, but the strengths of these teams, and I I picked this in my picks this week. They've got an awful offensive line, which is insane because they give picks and money to Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. But the Pittsburgh pass rush is just going to decimate yeah, them. Yeah, defense. Mm-hmm. Forget it. And then we have another mediocre Steeler team that's going to go 12-4. and four. Yeah. Well, they're going to make the playoffs, you know, for sure, I think. You know, at least take that, take that division. Yeah, they're they're a, a lock for the playoffs. Two weeks in, mm-hmm. James Haskey, our friend, must be celebrating. Sad. I hate <laughs> to see him happy. It's like congrats. Nobody you I beat don't want to see happy. Jeff, you beat Jeff Driscoll. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> you barely, you you barely, you stopped barely. Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, you barely did it. Yeah. And it's who, weird. Like today, I feel like or not today, but just this week, I feel like we came off of a pseudo win, even though we lost. It's like it's weird to be one of one and and like still feel all right. You know what damn, I mean? Damn, you're you're totally right. It didn't feel it like didn't a loss. It didn't feel like it's a loss. Like it wasn't like we just went into Miami and got you know Shalaft. the rug ripped out. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And and where Cam, I mean, Cam had a very quiet, almost 400 yards in the air, which to me is insane. Yeah, like he had 380 something or 390 something. Yeah. Like, and and you know. Seven different targets, you know what I mean? Like he's he's gonna fit in. It's a whole new offense, which is crazy to see. They're just adapting to this man, and he's apparently all in. Everything I ever read about this man is that he doesn't take his nose out of the playbook, and he's he's 100 percent in. So it's a new era, but I love it. I, where we're at right now, as much as you know, to bring it back to the butt cheek conversation, <laughs> I, I, as much 
as I love a, a good butt chin, and, and as much as t Tom Brady is, is uh, you know, forever my brother, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, loving it. I'm loving life with Cam, and yeah. you know, and not for nothing, I started with Tom Brady this week, and I benched Cam Newton, those are my two quarterbacks, yeah. and Cam Newton put up like 36 points to Tom Brady's like 10.7. Right. Let that be so, a lesson to you, you exactly. have a new quarterback. Exactly, he so I gotta... Dude, I was so excited. I was riding my bike. I saw a Patriots one jersey out in the wild. That was a cool <laughs> moment. Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah. no one's been a lightning rod for, I mean, football, we use it for fun, camaraderie, occasionally comedy. And I think on the other side of that coin, Cam Newton's been treated unfairly every step of his career, from Florida mm -hmm. to Auburn to Carolina. And now... He gets the payoff for it. He gets to be in football heaven with Belichick and McDaniel. So I'm happy for him. Listen, for the, my entire life, no one outside of the UConn women's basketball team has won me more money than Cam Newton at Auburn. <laughs> Cam Newton at Auburn, I, I literally <laughs> rode him for like two and a half months. Yeah. And he just won money straight. Only UConn women have I been that much more consistent. That is a good bet. They would have 50, they would have 49 point lines and they would crush them by 11 points. <laughs> they were the most that was the most insane thing I ever experienced. Wow. But Cam Newton at Auburn, I will never forget. And and I, so I always like you know I'm, I'm all in with Cam. I don't give a shit. And it's him or Jarrett Stidham, which you know he's a young guy. You know we have a, we might have a future with him, but. I mean, I don't give a rat's ass. I'm, I'm all in on Cam. Yeah, Cam. I don't get these fans who are like, no, Brady. I'm like, what the, like, what the fuck are you talking a, about? Like, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. And he's, it's okay because he's putting up the same numbers he did last year. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'd much rather be with Cam Newton. And think about it. If, against that Seahawks game, do you think Brady would still would do that? No. Would he do what Cam Newton did? No, I think we would have lost worse I, I think with Brady. I think so, too. Because Cam's a multi-threat, and Brady, especially at 43, is not that anymore. He's, right. He's not moving around the pocket. He's, he's just he's solely throwing. Right. We didn't have those weapons, and that's what happened last season. Mm -hmm. And there is a... Cam seems very self-aware as a player. Like, I thought it was kind of a... It was subtle, but I really enjoyed... He goes back. There's he did a hip fake to fake out the entire defense, then hit the second string tight end wide open. Yeah, that's amazing. That's yeah. a product of being in New England. Well, I mm -hmm. also think it's to your point where he's kind of got a chip on his shoulder. I think he's kind of not had the best, you know, situation his whole career. No, and I think he understands that, and I think he knows he has something where he can kind of reinvent himself in New England. Yeah, and why not do it behind Josh McDaniels? Yeah, he had a chip on his shoulder. It was surgically removed, so now he's good to go. <laughs> he missed all of 2019 in, in Carolina, so yeah. now he's good. Yeah, now he's good to go. I Thank know. God. Yeah, I think he's really uh, – I think he's going to do it. I, I think he's going to take him to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, the division, yes. You're, uh, I mean, we're very fortunate that we have the Jets and the Dolphins. Yeah, but. yeah. But I think you're, you're still – you're not going to go to the playoffs and just lose the first game, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, you, exactly. you don't see that. and. With that offense, and I loved uh, Cam, like it was in an interview uh, this week about if you need another receiver, and he said it was in the locker room. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, good. Yeah. He, if you if I'm if I'm on that roster and I hear that and I'm a receiver like I'm catching everything Cam throws at yeah. me. Well, I mean it's true. I mean who'd ever heard of Demare Bird before Sunday night? That guy's one of his seven targets. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. He he was open every time. He's playing the WR two spot. 
made with with great effectiveness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that just kind of goes to the depth of that locker room. Yeah. And hopefully he lights a little bit of a fire under Nikhil Harry's ass too. He's supposed to be a deep threat. He's supposed to be the one to get space. Like let's see him do something. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. He was one of those heavily touted wide receivers that the league has right now, and he's the one who's the dud. And then yeah. some people they just get off to a bad start with the city, and I yeah. think that's Nikhil well, Harry. Then, yeah, but he's got room to grow, and he's got uh, something to prove. I think this season. So yeah, yeah he had that injury plagued year one. He yeah. had that touchdown that turned into a turnover week one so mm-hmm. i have a problem with l- late first round receivers because you there's a reason why you know yeah. you, you, the i feel like the second third round receivers they're the the blue chip receiver they're gonna catch there's no diva in them and the first round you're like you're you're hoping for the uh their ceiling yeah. and you're just hoping you you get something out of them but if they get a, if they get uh, injured early, it's kind of over. I mean, like Corey Coleman, mm. like he, we took the Browns took him like in the in the fifteenth overall. Heard his he had bird hands, bird bones, and he was done. And now he he was he signed with the Giants, got cut. Yeah. It, it you just don't you don't want to spend that much money on a on a late round receiver and expect greatness. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. Yeah, it's like the Lions. The only position we can draft is the third round. <laughs> like every third round pick is great. They're a day yeah. one starter. Every first rounder is out of the league in two years. <laughs> it's insane. Every um, Lions draft is like a Vietnam draft. Everybody's just like so depleted. Like, oh, <laughs> why do I have to go? Yeah, the front lines are gone. Immediately. What am I fighting for? <laughs> <laughs> All the guys are on heroin within five years. Yeah. It's so messed up. Shout to Charles Rogers. Um, I'm sorry, but go blue. Um, yeah, are you scared of anyone in that AFC East? Maybe a young, the talented East, no. team that's I mean, getting a lot of run, that has a quarterback that plays just like Cam Newton? I, I mean... <laughs> what? What? Josh Allen? Yeah. I don't think... I mean, I think Buffalo is playing well. I, I mean, it's also week two with no preseason. I don't know what to think right now. I think... Uh, I think I think Buffalo is one of those teams where they can have a good team. I'm not worried about them at all. Mm-hmm. I think the Pats are disciplined enough that they're going to be okay. Um, and they also have at, at least – I mean, we have – our defense, I don't know what to expe- like expect. They're a lot faster, but it's like we're all over the place. We don't have a true, like, linebacker core. It's just kind of smaller bodies. I think with Buffalo, they're the only one that's going to give us any remote chance. I don't think Josh Allen's going to hang on to how he's playing right now. Mm-hmm. And Miami and the Jets are just pure garbage. I want to see Tua play for Miami because at Please. least that would be fun yeah. to, you know, watch. But I think they suck. The Jets, I'm not worried about in any way. Like, it's just, they're such a bad team. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. The, I think Kansas City, um, even Baltimore, like, I, I think if, if we can, I think we're in good shape. I think the, the Patriots are a disciplined team. So early on, especially with no preseason, pre-season I think that we're kind of an advantage to some of the other teams, mm-hmm. yep. especially the teams in the uh, AFC East. Yeah, and like Miami, the Jets, I'm with you. They're garbage. Miami, I think they're okay. Just they're okay. I could yeah. see them making something of the season. Yeah, I, I'm, I think it's conceivable. I think Buffalo and New England are both teams that are like, 11 and 5, yes. 12 and 4. In Buffalo's going to win 10 games. Mm-hmm. And, and then, but I think the Pats should win the AFC East. Yeah, but it's just like the one game I have marked on my calendar more than any other this season is 
Pats Bills. Yeah. Like the Pats, oh, it's another game. No. What a game. That would have been fucking awesome, man. Yeah. In Buffalo? In Buffalo, yeah. Oh, we were going, we were going to do, group. yeah, we were supposed to go record there. Oh, Damn. wow, you would have brought Wingman along. Oh, boy. Oh. No, he would have gotten his ass kicked out there because they would have been like, you're mocking us? Like, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't <laughs> oh, appreciated yeah, that at they all. Probably like, like if that. John was smart, he would probably not do that character out there. Yeah, yeah Buffalo, it's a very tough town. But I was excited to go out there and check that out. I've only been to Canada twice, so I'm <laughs> really looking forward and, to it. And I think you're you're totally right about Josh. Yeah. We're not. I don't think we're going to see this steady play yeah. because people are you're going to scheme against mm-hmm. you. So it's okay. Um, and with these young quarterbacks, if you're down, you get a little emotional. You, you know that emo, You know Cam's steady, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what you need. And you're not going to get that just because he just needs that. Yeah. You know, it's just that's how that's how Josh is. You yeah. know, he, he played in Wyoming, what Wyoming. So you're not playing big games. So you need to be in that position to where it doesn't even feel like it's a big it's a big game. It's just a regular game for you. And that's what Cam's doing right and, now. But I do I do like the comparison between Josh and Cam. Both are mobile. There's certain routes they can throw, and then sometimes they'll have terrible misses. Yeah. And both have a questionable history of social media. That's very <laughs> true. That is what's very worse, true. What's worse, Josh's tweets in college or the font Cam Newton uses? Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down, we can deal with phone. We can deal with the phone. I will okay. say, future looking, you know, we're talking about a post COVID NFL. Yeah. Um, I think Jared Stidham to be behind uh, Tom Brady and then Cam Newton and even Brian Hoyer, I think is going to be education wise. Like, you don't get a better NFL education in a lot of ways. Like, you know what I mean? You have that Tom Brady, the discipline. You have Bill Belichick. You have Brian Hoyer, who's been a, a kind of a journeyman career backup. Mm-hmm. And then you have Cam Newton, who's got a different perspective on all of it. And I right. think that's really invaluable for Jared Sidham, whether he stays with us or otherwise. Uh, so I think that's a good thing for him. And for where we are, I like where we are. You know, I, I mean, for COVID football, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, new as pieces. It. It's random, and maybe I don't. I don't. I think sports are kind of more normal than COVID. Then you give them credit. I think you really just lost. Tom Brady, and yeah. it's a little weird for you, and that's the real issue going <laughs> on. Well, that was just God like buying us some time to rebuild. They're like, oh, just throw in a global pandemic, and uh, we'll figure it out. You know, don't let fans in the stadium for a year. We'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah, know? the NFL gods are like, we're, we're gonna throw in COVID. It's really? kind of like watching. Did you guys watch the U.S. Open at all, the golf tournament? Oh yeah. And, and, and like watching Winged Foot, like when you play Winged Foot, it's such a hard course. And watching these guys where they're the greatest in the world and they're, they're playing like me and my friends. And it made me feel <laughs> so good as a golfer because you're just seeing this like every tee shot's in the rough. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that's I can hey, do that. Like, that's you know what me. I mean? yeah. like, that was enjoyable. And that's kind of what uh, it's like my COVID golf, I guess. Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> feel that with watching a lot of these coaching decisions. And even, hey, it extends like seeing what happened with the Chargers. I could be a team I doctor. could do that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see this? The Tyler, uh, Tyrod, oh, the Tyrod yeah. punctured his lung. Doctor, yeah, the, the team doctor punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung five minutes before kickoff. I guess the team doctor shouldn't be a minor car accident, huh? Well, <laughs> I thought I heard that the, the it wasn't even the team doctor. It was like just a random doctor. <laughs> it was this guy Doc who hangs around <laughs> the locker room. Like, hey, Doc, come take a look He's at this. He's got needles. He's like, <laughs> give me a syringe. What? what? There was a great meme online of uh, the scene from Pulp Fiction where they're doing the injecting the uh, yeah. adrenaline yeah. into uh, Uma Thurman's chest. Yeah, and like that's how they were doing it. Yeah, yeah. that's so the good. It's just like a Pulp Fiction, like they inject it into 
Uma Thurman. They're like, okay, we got to go get Justin Herbert. <laughs> Travolta dancing with Justin Herbert, that scene. And, you know, every once in a while, there's a gift from the gambling odds. And I think we're seeing it in Philadelphia this week. Oh, gross. Bengals. The, <laughs> they've got Joe Burrow. They've got Joe Mixon. A couple nice receivers. And the worst defense in the league. They're going to Philly to play a desperate Eagles team. So desperate. Line is minus five. Money line is minus 220. Mm. That is a gift. Yeah, yeah that definitely good. seems like that. Yeah, so if the Eagles do not want to finish or start off 0 3, but they're definitely going to. Like, this team is garbage. <laughs> you think they're garbage? I think they're garbage. Yeah, they, they're not garbage. They're injured. And is there maybe. Well, I mean, in the position that they're in. They're There's a, you have a little scar tissue. Maybe a, 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 just a bit. <laughs> haunt their memories a little, a little bit. bit. Yes. They do have a statue of Foles and Doug Peterson. Well, I'm sure it's very bulky. <laughs> it's got, it had to be the first time a sculptor's ever made a visor. <laughs> <laughs> so it certainly wasn't Michelangelo's David, who was just like, oh, we had to no, get that it needs guy. mass, it needs a mark. What, what, if, what if Michelangelo was to go into sun, but his hair needed to breathe? <laughs> that was my Michelangelo. That was, was a, a good Italian. Yeah, yeah and that was good. relatives are just like that. that the, but the Eagles, they have to smell that this, this division is such trash. Oh, NFC, yeah. Any NFC West team would win this division by two games, maybe more. So the Eagles, this is an absolute must win in week three. Jim Schwartz is getting criticized. I expect him to bring the pressure to Burrow. I expect them to be a little healthier. And I don't, I don't we're not hearing those digital boos this week. We're seeing a Philly route. <laughs> those digital, digital uh, boos. Battery tosses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just real batteries. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, it's whether they're throwing them or booing digitally. Philly fans are always powered by batteries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Eagles are going to be so bad. Oh, feel yeah, so are. bad for them. Nah, they're not going to. We be have what are the crazy lines that we have this week? There were a couple that I saw that I was kind of surprised by. Okay, let's watch. I'm also curious about where Vegas is at right now. Like you Vegas know what I got mean? killed like, last week. Vegas is kind of an anomaly right now well last week all the teaser bets every favorite more or less went chalk so if you place the teaser with the favorites which is a fun way to spend a sunday mm -hmm. you're walking out a winner yeah so they got annihilated but it only lasts so long so i think the most interesting line this week is probably rams at bills two wild card round teams in my estimation we have the rams getting two points and I kind of like them. The over-under is 47.5 in that game. We were kind of eyeing that, but that's a good line there. But I, I like the Rams in that one. What do you guys think? Um, what is that line again? Two. Two, even. Yeah, I, Rams are – they're they're humming. I think they're they're picking up. It was like a little slow start, but I think they're they're going all the way. For I sure. think they'll be all right. No. Yeah, and then they've played a lot, a couple quality teams. Buffalo hasn't yet. I think they'll just be a little sharper further along than them. Um, I think this is the week that you're going to see teams really kind of make space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we have the L.A. Chargers-Panthers line. L.A. Chargers by six and a half. That seems like the ultimate stay away. Like, yeah, but I even still like it. I think I think that the Chargers are a pretty solid team. I think Carolina's pretty much garbage. What was, what was Carolina's line against... Uh, uh, was it New Orleans? Or, uh, they played Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. They, were, they, got, they were getting line? nine points, All and right. it was a miraculous. Both the over and the spread. Leonard Fournette got oh, a yeah, touchdown he, he when he was supposed up. to be running down the clock. Mm. So it was actually the biggest swing gambling-wise in and all of Week Two. 
So what a gift for the Bucks. Just and for Nat. Okay, that's fine. Is he, uh, we'll, is he, see. we'll see when he starts piping up to the media in week six. When he's like getting, only getting 10 touches or something yeah, like why that. Why am I behind Ronald Jones? I was the best player in the SEC. It was yeah. Like, yeah, that was five years ago. Yeah, so we'll see what Brady does with that situation. <laughs> yeah, and Brady, I, am, I, am I stupid? I know Brady struggles in Denver, but I love the, the Buccaneers going into Denver. What's that line at? Six points. No Drew Locke. No Cortland Sutton, mm. no Von Miller. Mm. You're pretty. That's a pretty. Bad, that's a pretty soft team right there. Yeah. You know? I mean, there is a one thing. Jerry Judy's absolutely legit. The hands aren't there yet, but that dude. But isn't he also injured? He got injured, but he came back in the game. So, oh, okay. I mean, he just was just getting open by four or five yard margins yeah. when I was watching him. I'm, I mean, I might just start Noah Fant because there's no one else to throw to, really. So. I mean, you should probably start Noah Fant because he's the best tight end in football right now. Uh, Waller. <laughs> That's a, I mean, for a week. Sure, I that's know. an argument, but no yes, offense. Yes. Is like he's never going to be a blocker. He's a he's a receiver at the right. tight end position. Like yeah. Ethan SP, who was on the show, like he played with Fant and is just like he's the best pass catcher you'll ever see. On the contrary, right. he said he saw T.J. Hawkinson cry at the jugs machine once. Oh <laughs> boy, you gotta get your. I mean, they they get mad. And the the lines get more interesting as the weekend goes on. We have Cowboys getting five points against the Seahawks and in Seattle. Yeah. I know home field doesn't really matter, but they're still traveling. Yeah. They're still not very well coached. Is that a Seattle blowout? I mean, I don't, th- I don't believe in the Cowboys. I could have seen the Cowboys last week starting. You know what I mean? Like, that was a rough game. And I think Seattle, I'm all in on Seattle, for at least until I see otherwise. Yeah, d- uh, you know, Zeke's going to do his thing, you know, so it's really... Zeke has to do his thing. Nobody else is doing that thing. Yeah, so. yeah, and if they can contain that, I think it's really containing Zeke. Because their secondary is pretty good, and Seahawks, like, they're they're decent. Like, they're deep, like, you're not going to... Their pass rush is not, like, immaculate or anything, but they'll, they'll get the job done. Mm-hmm. So if they're secondary, put those together, you stop, you stop Zeke, I think you got a good game. I mean, I certainly fear the Seahawks' offense. You yes, know, their their receivers are ridiculous. Like, I don't know who you stacked giant men who like, you know, and Russell <laughs> Russell Russell is is pretty much perfect right now. Like he hasn't shown us anything besides you know he's on his A game. Yeah, so. and Pete Carroll has made his career coaching one positional group, the secondary. At USC to Seattle, mm-hmm. he's a former DB. That's how he made his calling call card. And the fact that he has the most talented secondary player to be in the league in probably 10 years mm-hmm. is an amazing asset. It's, it's crazy to see a safety making plays in week two, learning a yeah. new scheme. Like, Jamal Adams was all over that game. Oh, so he's very so happy to get out of the Jets organization. Yeah, and, to, and, to see, and see the dog shit of, that, of the past two games. I bet oh. you Woody Johnson's excited to get out of the Jets. Like <laughs> everyone wants out of the Jets, I think. So that first, yeah, that first play where uh, Mozart like uh, just took it to the house. I was like, oh, this is why isn't no one able to get this guy? Yeah, like you're you're doing bad. This is bad. <laughs> this is bad football. That team is garbage, man. Oh, Sam. Uh, cool. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do with Sam. 
I think you, you can't evaluate them. That's for damn sure. Like, how how are you going to form an opinion on this dude? Oh, we saw this guy. He got. He, we know he can get mono. We know he can surround him with no talent whatsoever. We can know we, we can't give him a scheme. Like, you can't judge Sam Darnold on anything. I mm-hmm. know, but I think the question will be, okay, you're going to probably finish in the top five in that first round. So, do you go for a pass catcher to be like, okay, Sam, this is your last chance. I'm going to put some more offense around you. And then we're going to go. And then do you get a Josh McCown to come back and play? You're like, well, I don't know what you do there. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're rolling the dice on that on another season, expecting s- some uh, solid record. But I don't know. I don't know what you do in the long run. Yeah, but you got to give him another year. you got to give him another coach, <laughs> unless you get the first, first or second pick. Because, I mean, as someone with a very bad team – it's kind of time to start tanking. Yeah. We've got the best Already. the, the best quarterback <laughs> prospect since Peyton Manning is dangling in the balance. But the lines are going to be they're they're going to be a little bit too low to like really move up. Like Absolutely. We're we're probably going to beat Arizona this week now that I bet against them. They're yeah. probably going to rally and beat a Saints team that forces them to go to Jameis Winston. <laughs> so they're going to they're going to lions their way. They're going to miracle. I I stand by my oh prediction. Oh my god. They are going to rally. They are going to get a wild card miraculously. Matt Patricia is going to get an extension, and then <laughs> they are going to lose that game by loss. 20 points. <laughs> They're going to uh. get annihilated. It's fate. It's written in stone. They're going to continue to torture me. Yep. And tides turns and turn to Detroit. Jeff Daniels came out and said, Patricia's got to go. <laughs> hey. yeah, but that's, a, that's a great new sweatsuit. You get uh, you know, a playoff sweatsuit, and then he gets canned. So yeah, that's it's, nice. <laughs> it's, it's, it's shitty that Matt, Patri- Matt Patricia wears the same clothes that I got when my girlfriend's grandfather died. <laughs> that sounds like a good compliment. Isn't Not it? to brag. The grandpa's got good, good yeah. taste most of the time. <laughs> and speaking, speaking of extensions, okay, over, under, Cam Newton extension, week seven. <laughs> oh, uh, early. week An seven early they're just gonna be like okay we this is our guy i thought he might get it this week uh, if you're going if he goes if he goes i'll say i'll certainly see them lock him in i don't know about week seven well, i mean i'll probably go over <laughs> you don't think belichick feels as smitten as you do well yeah but it's also again week two of a of a garbage season yeah. where there's no preseason you yeah. know what i mean yeah i wouldn't do it there but if they if they get a uh playoff berth Re-up them right there. I think if we win 12 games, especially, like I think, and, and I think we can. Uh, I think you will. And, 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 but we have a much more difficult schedule. I mean, I know Denver's beat up, but we have, a, you know, the next few weeks coming up, we have a, a, a tough schedule. Who do you schedule. have after Denver? No, before we have, uh, we have the Raiders this week, and then I want to say Baltimore, Denver, or. Okay. Something. So it's, it, you know, it's, it's not a cakewalk. Um, I don't know. I think that Raiders game's a cakewalk. I think that Denver game's a cakewalk. And maybe Baltimore kicks your ass because they're just such a vengeful team. But maybe maybe Cam's got a little magic versus Lamar, you know? Lamar wouldn't be in the position if Cam didn't pave the way for running quarterbacks who also threw. So Lamar owes him a debt. So maybe we'll see the Plumley corollary. Oh, Rear its ugly head one more time. Gross. Let's look at this, this Patriots schedule here. What we got? What we got? Uh... Official game schedule. I love the Patriots. Email. And I like how Brian's voice is actually the best tribute to the Legion of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> he starts to show. <laughs> so what? Oh, okay. So Raiders, Chiefs, Chiefs Broncos. That's what it was. Chiefs, Broncos. Then you have a bye in week six, and then you go San Fran. 
Yeah, so not a banged up San Fran. Well, right now, but yeah, Jimmy G will be fine by then. Obviously, Bosa's not, but yeah, but that probably helps you guys. Jimmy G is not the solution, and like I we talk about giving a guy extensions too early. Jimmy G is yeah. the poster child for that. Yeah, we're kind of filibustering a bit because the the UFC guest he's in a car running there, so. We're gonna, we're, talk on my baby. We got it. We, well, you got another 15 minutes ahead of you, my <laughs> man. Just, just to warn you guys. What's but not for nothing, Jimmy G still took him to a Super Bowl, so he doesn't know them very much outside of that W. Yeah, true. Absolutely. True. And so let's 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 run through where I'm spending my money this weekend. Are you taking just straight bets, or are you? I'm gonna do all these bets with the with the. With the with the with the spreads, mm-hmm. and then I'll tell you guys what my what my I'll parlay these money lines in some combination. Mm. And the okay, so we have one unit on the Falcons. We we good with that over the Bears? Best zero and two team versus the worst two and zero team. I don't know what I think about that Atlanta team just yet. And I also think Trubisky's overrated from the start that he had. So yes. Yeah, Trubisky's <laughs> overrated. People talk about how shitty he is, and he's they're, truly they're, much people, worse. But people are going off on this team like they're like they're back, which I don't agree. But yeah, he threw three touchdowns against the Detroit Lions secondary down their top four cornerbacks. Mm. Maybe you don't evaluate on that. It's the <laughs> Sam Darnold rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so take it. Okay, so we got we're on Falcons. We have. Patriots money line versus the Raiders, and like I'm going to combine that with the Cardinals money line. Ooh. Like them both. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I Steelers three and a half over the Texans. I'll take that. Yeah, that sounds about right. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Denver Broncos. I like them all. And then Cardinals. I could see Tampa. Lo- I can see Tampa losing. <laughs> yeah. That, well, Brady does struggle in Denver. That's my worry about making this like my big bet of the week. Yeah. I mean it. It just Denver can do that, you know. They they just have that little. I mean, their defense is okay. So like, if you make two plays, you know, mm-hmm. and you and it's really Brady makes two mistakes, they're gonna lose. Okay, so maybe this is how we're gonna do it. We're gonna play. We're gonna go fast and loose. We're gonna play it on the on the early slots. We know the Eagles are beating the Bengals this week. I feel like I do. I I feel very confident the Patriots beat a, a shitty Raider team on a short week. Traveling across the country, so we're gonna parlay the Patriots and the Eagles money lines. Mm. Let me let me see the odds on that real quick. I will compute it, Brian. I know you're not allowed to bet, so I w- I will do that. I will not. I have blocked out all the sites on my computer for bets. Anything <laughs> even anything that says the word bet is not working. Better even none no better at all. Nothing. Yeah, you can't even watch Better Call Saul. It's truly a tragedy. I heard it's a good show. Man, eh, not for you. Yeah, no. Oh, dude. Eagles, Patriots, even money. On the money line, all in on that. Yeah, I like got, that a lot. I got 660 in my shady offshore account. Maybe 680 if the Miami Heat take care of business tonight. Yeah. <laughs> throw the balance at it <laughs> at, at a moment's notice. So, okay, this week we've got the Philly Pats parlay. We've got the Falcons. We've got the Steelers, we've got the Bucks, and then I'm going to be act like a Hasidic person on Shabbat and have someone place the Cardinals bet for me. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> <laughs> what? That wasn't an insult. That's just a cultural difference. And, like, I am culturally Hasidic at this point. 
It, mm. Yeah, Gabby, mm. she's, she sings background tracks as like a side money. She sings for like the songs that go in the background of Young and the Restless and other soap operas. Cool. So this week, she's b- just been... I thought I recognized that voice. <laughs> 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 so this week, she had to learn a Jewish folk holiday song cool. that I've heard Rock of Ages... I've heard it 200 times this week, and she's already... It's called Rock of Ages? Yeah, Rock of Ages. Do you know this song? I don't know. I know the Hollywood or the uh, Broadway show. Yeah, that one's a little catchier. a little bit different. Yeah. It's not the Def Leppard version. Yeah, and we live in a hotel, and people are knocking on the doors like, hey, did someone die? Are you guys okay in here? (laughs) We've been hearing this for a a couple days now, so... Okay, so thank you for coming on. Before we get you out of here, let I know you, people might know you from fan therapy as like a, a bit of a bully, to be honest. I disagree. Just um, a confident <laughs> fan is more than anything. So. Yes, yes, I, I agree. agree. I agree. Well, I, I like to think that we're all uh, well, equal. Francis is always given insult, and I know Randy, and Randy's a sweetheart, so I thought maybe <laughs> you, you, I'll give you a topic, and you'll give us some compliments on that topic. Okay. So we'll do it real quick, hitter. Um, so I just compliment. Yeah. So we'll start. We're talking about. All right. Nick Nurse. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I apologize for uh, for ultimately taking care of you and your team. Um, I'm very happy that they found Waldo and they gave him a tan suit and let him coach a team north of uh, the border. So uh, you're a very handsome coach and good luck next year. Okay. Asshole. Good compliment. All right. That was a good one. Nick right. Foles. Nick Foles, well, you have a very uh, handsome, large penis. That seems like an easy one. He doesn't need much otherwise. So. All right, speaking of handsome, large penises, Peyton Manning. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, um, I think uh, your commercials are great, and I'm, uh, I'm very happy that your defense won you uh, a Super Bowl finally, and uh, <laughs> at least you're not your brother. So that's a nice, you know, that's kind of a compliment. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. You could be Cooper if you worked a little harder, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Uh, that one's a little, I mean, there's not too much good to say. Uh, Buffalo. What do you say about Buffalo? Um, the wings. Um, Buffalo. Um, eh, <laughs> Buffalo is like, it's like, you know, when you're like, you have to take a shit in the city and of you're course. running around trying to find a place. I hate it. Like Buffalo is like when you found that place, but you just didn't leave. You know what I mean? So it's like, con- congratulations on being a city where the people are just so dead inside they didn't evacuate. So, yeah, we're all so going to work as debt collectors. Yeah. That's yeah, our exactly, industry. Yeah. I'm going to pretend I love this weather um, <laughs> because you don't. Great. Um, um, Pat, yeah. Pat Mahomes. Uh, you know, good for you. Uh, <laughs> I can say good for you. All right. Oh, Obviously, you're pretty great, but, uh, you know, we'll see. But good for you. Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens. Um, congratulations on um, you know being relevant briefly and being <laughs> a, a team that uh, wins one Super Bowl every uh, twenty years. And uh, your quarterback's good sometimes. Great. <laughs> you're, nice. you're, you're making having such growth. I, I, I feel like no, you're great. Like, I'm trying yeah, to. These you know, are awesome. We're yeah. having our own little fan therapy yeah, session sure. right here. I'm the therapist, which Absolutely. I am licensed offshore, well. just like my gambling. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Jason Tatum's game shoes. Uh, well, you know, I'm a sneaker fan myself. I'm a big sneaker guy. Uh, Jay Tatum, to me, there's no excuse for any NBA player to not have great sneakers. So, um, uh, 
I will give him one thing. He had a great pair of Kyrie's this season that they changed the KI to JT's. So those player exclusives are pretty great. So I will say great one pair of shoes, but get your shit together because <laughs> you should have much better sneakers than you do. Yeah, just match. Even even a dog can watch the broadcast and be like, oh, those shoes don't fit at all. I mean, like, like it makes no sense to, to not have great sneakers if you're sponsored by one of the brands like he is. So Okay, and last one, Boston sports legend, uh, Len Bias's dealer. Ah, well, the only compliment I can give you is that you have good shit, apparently. <laughs> uh, I don't want it, but uh, you have that Tom Petty shit. So, uh, Randy, too soon. <laughs> Randy Gardner, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me uh, waiting tables at a steakhouse in Bay Ridge and hopefully <laughs> doing stand-up in the next uh, six months or so. Who knows? Hell yeah. But um, I'm uh, Titletown Francis uh, on uh, Instagram for fan therapy or rgardner33 on Instagram uh, and Twitter for, uh, for myself. Thank you guys for having me. It was a lot of fun. Randy. Thanks for coming on. That was a Thanks, blast. Stuff. Hell yeah. Well, that was our Wednesday walk-on. Thank you to Randy Gardner. Love him on Fan Therapy, and I loved him here in the Bushwick Betting Bunker. We had a good conversation. Brian was hilarious, as always. And apologies to any puckheads who were offended by our conversation. I promise it comes from a place of love. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you listen to my NFL Picks conversation, gosh, I hope the cold streak is over. Catch you next time on The Walk-On. This is Joel Wachowski for the Props Network saying roll it over.